Caution. Learning in progress. Hello and welcome back to Smarter Every Season, the podcast brought to you by Precision Planning, which aims to make ourselves and our listeners smarter every season. We bring on content experts from around our business really here at Precision Planning, uh, whether that be the marketing team, the R&D team, product support, wherever it may be. But again, our goal is to make our listeners smarter every season. My name is Tyler Hubert. I'm very excited to be joined today as typical, by Paul Harms. How are you today, Paul? Excellent, excellent. Good, good. And we're joined virtually today by Hans Stetsman. Can you still hear us okay, Hans? I can. Good to be with you guys. Yeah, how are you getting along today? I am doing good, very well. Good, good. We are joined today by Nate Kincaid, and Nate is also on the product support team here at Precision Planting. And what we're going to do today is have a conversation with Nate, who is going to be the uh, product lead on EM FlowSense. And EM FlowSense is a new product that Precision Planting uh, just announced at the beginning of November. EM stands for electromagnetic. And um, what I want to do today, Nate, is kind of have a conversation with you about what we have learned or some of the questions that we've gotten in the last month since we announced EM FlowSense. So actually, let me back up a second because I introduced you and I didn't ask you, how are you today? I'm well, Tyler. Thank you. Good. This is actually, I think you might be the first person to come back twice besides myself, Paul, Nolan, and Hans, who I would call the regulars. So I guess congratulations on your Smarter Every Season record. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know that I'll hold the record long, but uh, thanks. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so as I was saying, um, we had a webinar uh, when we first announced this this product uh, with our dealer network, and that was really a good opportunity for an, us to kind of talk through what the product is, what it does, some of the things we want everybody to be aware of. This podcast gives us the chance to now, a month or a little over a month removed from that, kind of go back and talk through maybe some of the things that we're continuing to get questions on. And so that's why I want to sit down with you today and bounce some questions off you about EM FlowSense, um, just to kind of talk through what what we've learned and, and what we could still add some context to in the last month. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, let's get down to it. So let's start here, Nate. Just if anybody is not aware, maybe they didn't attend the webinar, can you explain what EM FlowSense is and what it does? Sure. So first of all, I would say, it's a flow meter, right? So just like our other FlowSense offerings, it's going to measure the flow of the liquid or in most, most cases fertilizer, right? And um, it uses, as you alluded to there, electromagnetic technology. So this is the first time that we've really gone into using this type of technology and it doesn't use any moving components. So it allows a grower to use products that cannot be used successfully with turbines with this EM FlowSense device. Okay, so no turbines, and I think you kind of started to answer my next question. How does EM FlowSense fit into a dealer's arsenal? Or another way to say this would be, how does this give them a product or a feature that maybe they did not have before? Sure. So I think 
first of all, it covers a very wide range of flow rates. You only have one EM flow sense part number that covers from 0.05 GPM all the way up to three and a half GPM. So that's lower than our current low flow offering and higher than the current high flow can measure all in one device. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool that, um, you know, if, if a grower starts out using it, um, you know, on, on low rates and then later down the road decides to move away from that or use it differently for a higher higher rate range, he's not having to, to change anything out or, or change devices. He's got a flow meter that can handle that wide range all in one. Um, it also gives us some flexibility, just like we have the HDs that have a fairly wide control rate, and we can move those with the flexes from a planter to a side rest to a strip tail rig. Now we have a, a flow sense. If we just want to monitor and map, we don't actually need the control aspect. Now we have a single device that's capable of doing that same functionality. Yep. Yep, definitely. Um, so I think primarily how this may fit for a dealership um, is it fits for growers that aren't able to use our current FlowSense offering. So in, in essence, what we're getting there is products that aren't going to be compatible with those small turbines. Um, things like a suspension fertilizer that requires agitation to keep the particles in suspension. That's going to work with this new FlowSense offering. Um, another thing would be like a, a dirtier product, one that, you know, um, we had a, we had a guy in R and D that he uses a, a fish based organic fertilizer on his farm. And that'll work with this EM flow sense offering. It, it definitely wouldn't work with the turbine offering because it's, you know, a stringy product that's got a lot of stuff in it and it's not going to go through an 80 mesh filter and it's, and it's definitely going to have problems with turbines. So this technology, not having any turbines in it is a good fit for that grower. Um, another possibility is it opens the door to growers using maybe a cheaper fertilizer option um, that is dirtier, you, you would call it, right, um, than the more expensive higher-end product that, that he has been using. So he could change to potentially a cheaper fertilizer product, and that can still be monitored with the EM FlowSense device. Uh, and then finally, I would say, you know, every once in a while you run into that situation where a grower didn't realize that his rates were maybe going to be too low for our current low flow offering. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times I've run into that with uh, 15 inch and 20 inch planters uh, where the growers, you know, running five gallon per acre, but that ends up being below our 0 0.07 GPM minimum for the flow sense. And the flow sense is stalling out and getting roll arms all the time, driving the guy nuts. Now we've got one with the 0 0.05 being the low end of this new device that would allow for like a four gallon per acre rate on a 15 inch row at five mile an hour. So what you're telling me is that, believe it or not, that 0.05 to 0 0.07, we have come across instances where that does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely guys that the 0 0.07 is higher than their they're using on their farm, especially on those narrower planters. Cool. Okay, good. 
So one thing that I want to point out too is you get into some really good technical detail around like um, plumbing, um, what we recommend as far as filtration goes for EM flow sense, which is really more about your um, uh, your orifice plates. We're going to cover that more in advanced dealer training. If anybody hasn't attended the liquid session of advanced dealer training, I'm going to give you a shameless plug here, Nate, that they absolutely should. So starting uh, next week, the week of the 15th, Tuesday the 15th, it would be the next uh, liquid session. So I don't want to dive into those particulars just now because that wasn't really my intention. I want to take this time now that you've kind of set the stage explaining what EM FlowSense is to get into the fun questions. All right, let's do it. All right. So the first question, um, and, and I want to say thank you to, uh, to our RM team because um, I, I kind of asked them for some feedback on questions that they were getting. And so one of the questions that they have gotten is we can mix EM flow sense and regular flow sense on a planner, correct? Yep, that's fine. Okay. You just need to make sure that they have 2021.1 software. Yep. Correct? Okay. Yep. So there have been some RMs that have called out um, – some dealers want to mix and match EM FlowSense and regular FlowSense on a planner. And what they're kind of thinking is if we can put a couple EM FlowSense on, we can use those because they're turbineless to adjust the other FlowSense or the non-EM FlowSense on a planter. What, what's your thoughts on that thought process? Yeah, so I think what they're getting at there is the uh, flow rate adjustment feature in the 2020 to be able to account for um, a fertilizer that's more viscous than the average or less viscous than the average and being able to to fine-tune those readings, right? Um, in general, I would always recommend the double check, whether that's using a bucket check or doing the math on your acres versus your product used. Um, in general, I would say that's always best practice. Um, however, the EM flow sense device shouldn't require much of an adjustment because as you alluded to, it's turbineless. And so I suppose if you want to use it to, to do that rough adjustment, that that'd be fine. Yeah. If you get a, so I'm, I'm reinterpreting this. If you've got a, a fluid or a liquid, that's got a pretty variable viscosity say you start planting and it's 38 in the morning and the sun heats up and you get to those nice 60 degree temperatures in the afternoon and what your flow rate was in the morning versus your flow rate in the afternoon, just as a quick logic check, if you've done the bucket catch and you know your use rate is about right, you could make that adjustment to keep going mid midday. You could use that as a guide point. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're having their product is varying some between loads or something like that. Yeah. Cause the, the EM flow sense should be uh, not seeing or not recognizing any variation in viscosity. Yeah. The, the, the variation of the EM flow sense should be very low. And to piggyback on that, Paul, I think that is the thought process, right? Is maybe um, if you have a, a product that is very susceptible to changes in temperature, that the viscosity changes could be tough to pick up with a turbine, right? And so that there's a thought that I think EM FlowSense will be less susceptible to that. And so can we use EM FlowSense to dial in, if you will, the rest of the FlowSense on the planner? While I think what you're getting at too, Nate, is that may make some sense or there should be low variation um, in EM FlowSense. 
we still want to do the bucket check, right? The, 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 the smart way to think through this, right, is to verify, right? Trust, but verify. Yeah, I, I think I gave a long answer of yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it is fine to do that as a procedure. But at the same time, you know, if, if, if you really want to be sure, there's nothing better than the bucket check, right? Okay. Yeah, agreed. Okay, I'll go on to the next one. Some growers at colder temperatures have noticed, you know, that that's typically a time when your product is a little bit more viscous, right? Uh, think about honey. The warmer honey gets, the more it flows. The colder it gets, uh, the more resistant to flow or the more viscous that honey is. So some growers have noticed that when they're doing low rates, like a five gallon of the acre on your 15 or 20 inch rows um, at, at lower speeds, they start to get to the very bottom end of what the low flow flow sense can do. And that product is very viscous. And sometimes that, that low flow turbine may struggle to consistently pick up that product because it is so viscous and because it's not flowing well. Let me, let me interject here for a second. We keep using the word viscous or viscosity and we need to at least give the basic definition for anybody who's not up to speed there. Okay. Viscosity is a, is a term that it's friction. It's resistance to flow. So higher viscosity, flow easier, lower viscosities actually is the, is the lower amount. Anyway, we can, we can cut that a little bit. That's not important. Just know that viscosity is a measure of resistance to flow. <laughs> Maybe we need to stop and keep that in. Paul, maybe that's that that is valuable. I appreciate you chiming in there. So, with that, as I kind of alluded to, the the lower the viscosity, right? So the more resistant to flow. I said that back. I think I think I inverted it when I, when I described it. Yeah. <laughs> Higher viscosity is more resistance to flow because viscosity is resistance to flow. It's a measure of the resistance to flow. There we go. Okay. Now I think we're all on the same page. So the higher viscosity, the more resistant to flow, the in in when uh, the low flow turbine or the the rate being applied is closer to the low end range, that that low flow turbine can basically struggle to pick up that that very viscous product, right? So the thought here is or the question here is are we better off with those guys that are running really low rates and challenging colder temperatures? Are they maybe better off to run an EM flow sense because it, it could stand to reason that will pick up more accurately on the rate? Yes, I think so. Because again, it's, it's a turbineless, contactless, it depends on how you want to say it there. Um, but because there's no moving parts inside of this EM flow sense, um, it shouldn't be affected by the viscosity very much. So as long as they're above that minimum of the 0 0.05, they should be fine. Um, and EM flow sense should work better for them if they have been struggling with the current flow sense offering. Okay. Awesome. All right. Um, the last question that I've, I've kind of heard consistently pop up and it's one that we did address in the webinar, but Nate, it comes from guys who maybe in the past have struggled with turbines getting, blocked up or jammed up in a V-Apply HD. And as I think everybody here kind of is aware of, and you alluded to earlier, that comes from maybe running 
dirty your product. There's there's a handful of things that I think can kind of go into that. So I don't want to blame just one particular thing, right? System cleanliness. But as you've kind of alluded to, um, there are things that can block up or stop up a turbine, right? And so some guys have wondered, will we be applying this EM FlowSense technology to the VApply HD? Why can't we run HD without turbines, tie that together with EM FlowSense and do that? Sure. Yeah, I, I understand this is a question going through people's mind, right? So um, first off, we need to have a successful commercial launch of this technology, right? So new technology, we want to see it used as a measurement device before we ter- consider turning over control of the product rate to it. Um, and second, it's it's a technology at a premium, it's a premium technology, right? And that comes with a premium price. You know, it does cost more to do this than the, than the turbines. And so we need to prove that commercial viability before integration with other products. But all of that being said, once we prove out this new technology, we definitely plan to see how it could be integrated with the HD, whether that's a new HD or some, for, some form of integration with the existing, um, that, that's not clear, clear yet. So developing this correct flow meter technology is really the difficult piece of the puzzle. And so we're excited to get that into the market and, um, you know, see that, see growers use that successfully this year and then, uh, move on from there. I think as we've kind of alluded to in this podcast, there are some times where turbines present a challenge, right? We do get instances where guys are running a little dirtier product, where they want to push things. Or we've got some chemists out there, right, that want to kind of try and mix and match or try different things and push the envelope. And sometimes that comes with running stringier product, running stuff with fish guts, if you will, in it, right? So there are some times that, that turbines pose a challenge. But correct me if I'm wrong here, um, I feel like with VApply HD, there does come some maintenance, right? There does come some persistence in making sure that the system is is clean. But I would say largely uh, for guys who can do that with the system, VApply HD has been a really great performing product for them. Yeah, I, I think I'll I'll use this opportunity as another shameless plug for uh, training again. <laughs> so we've really mixed up uh, the VApply HD training this year. It's totally new approach. Uh, 10 steps to ensure success with your liquid system. Um, and so I feel like, you know, if you are able to train that, take that training and take it seriously of following those 10 steps, HG is, as it exists today is doing a great job for a ton of growers, solving their problems of row to row variability. Um, and again, you know, it's not for the growers that want to use a product that, that, doesn't meet the requirements of VApply HD. Um, and that's where EM FlowSense is going to be able to come in and say, yeah, I've got a way to at least monitor this difficult product, whether it's fish gut fertilizer or whatever it may be, a suspension fertilizer that they're tank mixing, some stuff that that does react or, or come out of solution or whatever. Those would be a great fit for the EM FlowSense. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Awesome. I think it's, 
I think it's really key there is what you guys touched on though. is just the, the difference between the products that are being talked about. Like you're, when BFIC is being used with a clean product, it's working flawlessly. That part's working well. It's when we're starting to bring in these difficult products that that's where the AM flow sense has a chance to be a, to be a bigger part of it. Yeah. So I just, it's just a, uh, a little bit of a shameless plug for, for the cleanliness training that we talk about, but then also just the context that the FIT is working well with products that we've designed it for. Yeah. And I, what I don't want it to, to come off sounding here, like is any kind of a finger pointing or anything like that. Like, well, if, if it's not working for you, you have dirty product. There's, there's no, definitely no. more. Yes, correct. There's definitely more yeah. to it than that. And I, and I think that's kind of the purpose behind EM flow sense. We understand that, um, that, can't always be the case, right? That there are some instances out there where, um, like I say, there's some, there's some chemists, there's guys that want to try new things and that, um, that may result in some things that turbines are, are going to struggle with. So I I say that again, just to say too, I don't want to, I don't want any of this to sound like a finger pointing toward, uh, maybe a, a dirtier product or a product that separates out a little bit. We, uh, we know that we have an opportunity here and hence the, the reason behind EM flow sense. So yeah, I appreciate you chiming in there too, Hans. All right. With that, Nate, that's actually all of the questions that I have for you today. I appreciate you sitting down with us and kind of uh, unpacking a few more things around EM FlowSense, some questions that we've gotten over the last month. Um, Hans, Paul, jump in. Is there anything that I'm missing out on or, or that you'd like to bounce off of, Nate? There's two comments that I know I have that have come up in, in conversations that I've been in on. Uh, one was, this is a great tool for that guy that is a little more lax on his winterization standards, um, these are going to be much less prone to damage or pain. Is that? I mean, that's a that's a fair assessment of this. If you've got a customer who runs not just dirtier product, but is a little less on the maintenance standpoints, this might be a better position. Correct? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we do know that the turbines are going to want to be flushed out. You're not going to want to let fertilizer dry in those small turbines, right? Or that that's not going to be a good deal. Not that we want to enable bad behavior, but we can also <laughs> plan for, you know, expected use. Yep. And the uh, the last part that I've gotten in a couple conversations with people is, okay, so there's the, the function of the, uh, the build of an EM um, a magnetic flow meter in general is there's two metal points that stick into the liquid, right? And I've gotten some questions of, is, is that going to have a, a wear life to it? Are we going to expect those points to corrode and die off, right? Um, the way the flow meters work is you're building a magnetic field, which then those two points, one's a positive, negative, one's the negative, and the liquid flowing through there is what's allowing the voltage to go across. You're constantly reversing the field, so at really high switching rates, each one's becoming the negative, then the positive, then the negative, then the positive. So it's reversing that. That's a standard way that those are built. So that should help slough off and create, you know, that, avoid that battery going dead over time scenario because we're constantly reversing that field. At least that's how those are normally built. But that's also part of why we're going through this learning process, um, building this product out. So two neat questions that I've had come to me that I wanted to chime in on. Yeah, I appreciate that, Paul. And and to your previous point too, um, we're also like you said, not condoning somebody not cleaning out their system well, right? It, it's not that I plug EM flow sense on and well now I don't have to take good care of flushing out my liquid system and getting all that gunk out of there or anything like that. But 
ultimately it, it creates a, a safety net for you so that if yeah. something does happen, you're not sitting there with a mess of turbines to clean out. We know that there are some folks out there too, that they may not think that that's that big of a deal or that that's uncommon. Um, but those are, those are their standing farming practices, right? And so we're right. ultimately aware of that and, and really want to provide another tool that provides another group of, of farmers with a good customer experience. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole reason for this, the, the saying your mileage may vary. It's going to depend on how you drive it. <laughs> drive it like you stole it. It might not last as long. <laughs> that's a really, that's a really good point. So that's a great ride, Paul. If you drive it like you stole it, it's a great ride when you have it. <clears throat> I hope you're not speaking from experience, Hans. Guilty. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so one other thing I would just want to jump in real quick is that, um, I mean, I was listening to Nate describe all the things that are on there on flow, on EM flow sense. And we're, we're hitting a lot of the things that guys feel are issues with flow sense. Um, the restriction on the low end, the, the need to have two different styles of flow sense for higher flows or lower flows. Um, and then the cleanliness issues of it as well. Um, to me, Nate, when, when you were reading this off, I'm like, man, you, you like hit the superhero button on, on flow sense all of a sudden and built this, this product that's like the best of all worlds. Cause you not only hit all, all the, the flow rates, you also hit the cleanliness issue as well and the accuracy issue. So I'm excited about it. I just was, uh, I've heard a lot of people get excited about what, what's going on with it. I think it's going to be a great product for and give guys the flexibility to do what they need to do. So just my comments on it. Yeah. I appreciate that, Hans. I, I agree a hundred percent with you too. And I don't know if you, you probably can't see this cause we're, you're uh, virtual, but um, Nate did wear a cape in to the studio today. Oh man, I missed the cape. That's, that's kind of a problem. I'm Nate, you, you might have to, you might have to keep that around. And when I come in the office the next couple of days, you might, I might want to see that. I we're, gotta, I gotta see you Nate in the Superman cape. We were thinking about <clears throat> um, embroidering it with an FS on the back for flow sense. Ah, I, that's good. I like the idea. I like the idea. <laughs> ah, the things we can get away with when they can't see us, huh guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think that answers pretty much all the questions that I had for you today. I want to thank Nate Kincaid for coming in uh, for his second appearance on Smarter Every Season. Thank you, Tyler. I yeah. appreciate the opportunity to talk about EM Flow Sense today. I think we're really excited, and so I uh, hope you all out there are excited too. And certainly, if you've got further questions, give us a call in product support. We'll talk it over with you and uh, get those questions answered. Yep, absolutely, 100% agree. So, Paul, if I can, can you just give everybody a, a quick suggestion on maybe where they can find us? Yeah, as a short comment, so one, you notice the the original pilot, we did share out a, a vision of varied length in our episodes. Uh, this has been a little shorter than our previous episodes. As we get in towards season and we can share timely updates, those are going to become much more short and to the point, uh, but while, we, while we're in this kind of a downtime or, or slower build process time of the season, we are trying to take advantage and get into some more detail for everybody, uh, so we can expect to see that that episode length vary. Uh, we just happen to be in the longer runs right now, um, but yeah, you can access us anywhere that you normally source your podcasts. Uh, we did just make Audible. Audible is now carrying podcasts. Cool. We are available on Audible. Um Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, all of the major brands we are carrying uh, that, that carry podcasts, we are available there. 
Yeah, thank you for for commenting on that. I want to also let everybody know that myself, Paul, Hans, Nolan, if you email us at smartereveryseason, all one word, at precisionplanning.com. Again, smartereveryseason, all one word, at precisionplanning.com. That will come to all four of us, and that's how you can communicate with us uh, to give us any kind of feedback, suggestions, thoughts, things like that on the podcast, and we love getting feedback. Um, I know we've had a couple dealers that have reached out through email uh, and given us some really good suggestions, and uh, that's led to some good phone calls with them and hopefully in the future here to apply some of the, the thoughts that they have. And I can't stress enough that we want to know what you guys want to hear. So please reach out to us. Some podcast services actually allow you the ability to provide feedback. So if that's the case, uh, please provide that feedback. We will see it. I know Smarter Every Season, uh, again, comes to the fore of our email addresses. And uh, I think we're all a bit guilty of being email junkies. So we, we should see that pretty quickly. So with that, my name is Tyler Hubert. I want to thank Paul Harms for his help on the controls today. Uh, sitting in for Nolan Kitterman, for Hans Stutzman, for jumping on virtually, and again, Nate Kincaid for being on to talk EM FlowSense. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, I'm Tyler Hubert, signing off.